What's up, everybody? Sons of a Pitch Soccer Central weekly recap. MLS is back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about the CCL leg two games as well as all of the week one action on this MLS week one weekly recap. What a weekend it was. Let's start talking about the games right after the intro. What a week of soccer games we had. Week with the CCL weekend with MLS action. We're going to talk about all of the games on today's episode. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you hit that like button down below. Hit that subscribe button as well. Let's get our weekly recaps out there for more people to watch. We've been connecting with lots of different platforms doing lives and uh, live stream reaction watch alongs. But hey, we got to bring our MLS recaps up there as well. Let's get right into the action. As far as CCL, I'm going to try and move through this fairly quickly because it was so far, it was so long ago. We've had so much action over the weekend in MLS. Again, starting out on Tuesday, February 22nd, New England and Cavalier was canceled. Cavalier withdrew. New England Revolution made their way to the quarterfinals. Lyon over Guastatoya, 1-0. They win 3-0 on aggregate. An easy win for Club Leon. They move in to the quarterfinals as well. Now, the MLS side, the first MLS side in CCL we're going to talk about. New York City FC against Santos Guadapile. What a blowout this was. New York City at the Bank of California Stadium gets it done against Santos. Alfredo Morales, Maxime Cheneau, and Tiago Martins with two goals. What a uh, what a game there by New York City. An easy, easy win. They were already up 2-0 on aggregate. They go and blow out Santos to leave no doubt whatsoever. Now the second MLS team, Colorado Rapids against Communicaciones, the CONCACAF League winners from last year. And uh, upset, ladies and gentlemen, upsets in the cards. The Rapids get one goal from uh, uh, Alves, but uh, could not manage to get a second even though they were up a man for almost 75 plus 80 plus minutes uh just could not get it done so they did have a late goal that was ruled offside uh that got called back which was the correct call and uh, ended up going to penalty kicks and man oh man communications gets it done and knocks out the colorado rapids the rapids with a rough rough start to the season here and We'll even continue that rough start of the season in MLS play. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Now, an MLS side that did well, Montreal Impact, CF Montreal, get a resounding 3-0 win over Santos Laguna. Their Liga MX form continues to struggle. This team is just horrid right now. Montreal at the Stade Olympic in Montreal, Kyoto in the ninth minute, Mihailovic in the 22nd, and Kone in the 61st. And Montreal comes back from that 1-0 down at Santos and gets the 3-0 win here to win 3-1 on aggregate, setting up a nice matchup in the second round against Cruz Azul, who gets it done against Forge. We were live for this one, Cruz Azul, 3-1 victory over Forge. Forge got a goal at the Azteca. All right, they scored a goal against Cruz Azul, 
a good showing for Forge, the CPL team. We knew they weren't going to beat Cruz Azul. Hey, you know what? Losing 4-1 on aggregate isn't the end of the world for this team. It's a growing process. CPL still has a long way to go to catch MLS, let alone Liga MX, especially one of the top teams from Liga MX. Now, a Liga MX side against Saprissa Pumas lays the beatdown on Saprissa on the home leg for Pumas. Goals from Ortiz, Deneno twice, and Oliveira Mello. 4-1 victory in the second leg, winning 6-3 on aggregate. It was a good tie. It was a good first leg in Saprissa, 2-2 draw. Lots of chances for Saprissa, but Pumas with the victory, setting up a second-round matchup against the New England Revolution. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, the last CONCACAF Champions League game that we're going to touch on, Seattle Sounders wake up. Their first game at Motagua was a nil-nil draw. This one, they said, no, 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 slow down, Motagua. We're not, you guys aren't even close to our level. 5 nothing at home at Lumen Field. Goals from Nico Ladero, Christian Roldan, Jordan Morris gets back on the sports score sheet after a long absence, Kellen Rowe, and Alvis Chufranco with goals for Seattle. No problem for the Sounders. Now, CCL, let's look at the bracket and where it stands right now heading into those quarterfinals. Some great matchups ahead of us. Seattle Sounders move on to play Club Lyon. New York City FC against Comunicaciones, who surprised the Colorado Rapids. Then on the other side of the bracket, New England Revolution against Pumas and Cruz Azul against Montreal. So should be some very good games inside of these. I'm really looking forward to the Seattle-Leon matchup, as well as the New York City Comunicaciones matchup. Uh, the other ones, New England against Pumas. That should be a good game. I think Pumas probably has it here, but we'll see how New England does. They did look Fairly strong at Portland, which we'll talk about later on in the show. Cruz Azul and Montreal, another good Mexican MLS Liga MX matchup. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Montreal did not look good over the weekend against Orlando. But there is your CCL bracket as of now. And uh, the quarterfinals on March 8th and March 9th are the first legs. Should be a lot of fun in those games. Now, we move on to what you've all been waiting for, the MLS Games of the Week. Philadelphia Union and Minnesota United, the first game up in MLS this weekend. And, uh, man, what a, uh, what, a, what a real bad result for Philadelphia here. They don't get the win at home. It's a draw for Minnesota. Load with a goal in the 23rd minute for Minnesota. Philadelphia gets a goal from, uh, from Burke, Corey Burke. Not the best performance at all from uh, from Philadelphia here. Looking at the stats in this one, possession slightly favored Philadelphia, 53-47. Total shots 19-14, but shots on goal 6-5 for Minnesota. A fairly even game. I mean, this this pretty much, uh, this one fell, fell right into my expectations of where these two teams are, even though I didn't pick the result right, and good lord, what a rough first week of picks and predictions we had here with SOP. And I said it before that show. I'll say it again. Look, the first the first week for sure, you got to have a lot of caution because you don't know what you're working with. The first few weeks, same deal, right? This is We're still learning what these teams are going to look like. And, uh, man, I thought Philadelphia was going to do a lot better against Minnesota. But both teams are kind of... I think they're just going to be fighting for one of those last playoff spots in the respective conf conferences. Philadelphia, I think they're a bit overhyped, and uh, we can see it. I, 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 uh, I thought 
they would be able to get an easy win against Minnesota at home at Subaru Park, but it did not come to fruition. Uh, Philadelphia, disappointing result there, but we'll see how they do next week in their next matchup. Uh, Andre Blake looked solid, uh, but man, that Minnesota, they uh, they looked pretty good with Fragapane uh, as well. Uh, Robin Lode looked good as well. Reynoso, uh, the lineup there for them. Fragapane, Reynoso, and Lode, those midfielders with Luis Amaria up top. Remember, Luis Amaria came in, he played really well for Minnesota, then he kind of Died off, went back to uh, his team that he's loaned from, and now he's back with Minnesota United. Uh, I'll tell you, Philadelphia—they've got—they've got some problems up top. That's—that's that's their issue. Corey Burke and uh, Carranza are not the answer. They're not going to be a top team in the Eastern Conference with those two guys up top as the strikers. Uh, has since Shabilko moved on to the Chicago Fire. So a 1-1 draw here, not too much to talk about other than a pretty lackluster performance by Philadelphia on that end. Next up, Columbus, a team that did not have a lackluster performance. My God, the Columbus crew, what a performance by those guys. They lay the smackdown on the Vancouver Whitecaps. Holy cow. Miguel Berry, eighth-minute deflection. Etienne, Diaz, and Zellerayan with a beautiful, beautiful move in the box to free himself up and blast it home. A 4-0 smashing. Vancouver looked really bad. Really, really bad in that first half. Second half, they started to look a little bit better right out of the gate from halftime. But then Nerwinski, who is a walking red card, picked up his second yellow. And uh, that was the end of the day for him and really for Vancouver. At that point, it was done. Thought maybe they could get back into it the way they came out in the second half, but uh, not a chance there. Columbus, great performance by them. You look at the stats in this matchup, and uh, my God, 57% possession to 43 for Columbus. Total shots, 22-7. to 22-7. That's a lot of shots. Total shots on goal, 7 for Columbus. A big, fat goose egg for the Vancouver Whitecaps. Total passes 542-411. Uh, this was all Columbus crew. All crew. What, very good very good performance by them at home against Vancouver. There's a reason why Vancouver was plus 575 odds. And uh, even though I thought maybe, maybe, just maybe, there was a chance there. I was dead wrong on that one, which was kind of the case for most of our picks this week. Uh, except for a few. We did, I did get a few right. I got five out of 14. So, uh, you know, it wasn't like a complete wash, uh, washout, but pretty damn much. I lost a ton of money this week, guys. Uh, Columbus... Let's see if they can keep it going. They've got uh, a couple big-time matchups coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, I know I've talked to Connor about possibly doing a uh, the, the Crew and TFC game on March 12th. That'll be a good test for both sides. Uh, let's see what Columbus looks like and can Vancouver uh, rebound from this because this was, this was a tough loss. I think they will, but a very tough performance by the Vancouver Whitecaps. All right, moving along to the next game. Before we head into that next game, guys, check out our membership options down below here on YouTube. Guys, we've got our first team starter option. Get your loyalty badges. Get access to our emojis. Again, the emojis, we're going to be putting those, uh, changing the teams up for the games that we're doing live. 
So if we're doing a game live, like, uh, you know, this past weekend, we did LAFC in Colorado, both LAFC and Colorado's emojis will be in that list. Plus, you're getting your name in the scroll down below. It's only two bucks a month, y'all. Bernardo Labrada just joined up. Appreciate that, Bernardo, as well. Chip uh, joined up on the All-Star membership, which we'll get to here in a second. If you want more support for Sons of a Pitch Soccer and more perks, check out our designated player option. You're going to get all those perks I talked about on the first team starter side, plus you're getting the name in the description and 20% off of Sons of a Pitch Soccer merchandise. Now, for the sports bettors, again, it was a bad week last week, but hey, last, last year we hit at 58%. We're going to get back. It's just a matter of time before we start rolling through and making tons of money back off of these MLS games. You're getting all the perks we've talked about as a member, plus access to my one exclusive video every single week, giving you my over-under picks for each matchup, prop bets as a player to score, and my three-team parlay. Guys, $9.99 a month. It's well worth it. Thank you to Chip for uh, for signing up our most recent all-star member and uh, we also had Nick K join up as a uh, as a member I believe it was uh, was the first team starter I believe it was first team starter so appreciate that as well guys memberships here join the best community in MLS in CONCACAF on YouTube right here at Sons of a Pitch Soccer Central all right next game up a game that we were live for here I just mentioned it LAFC against the Colorado Rapids LAFC, or should I say Carlos Vela, beat the Colorado Rapids 3-0. This game was a beatdown. Carlos Vela, 29th minute penalty kick, 35th minute and 50th minute. Vela is back, ladies and gentlemen. What a performance by Carlos Vela. He says, uh, yeah, my contract's up in the summer. Uh, what are you guys going to do about that? Hey, look at me. Hat trick on opening day. Very nice from Carlos Vela. Colorado had zero answers in this matchup. Man, Colorado, dude, Isaiah, Mr. Rapid Waters, bro, what is going on with your boys, man? It is not looking pretty out there for the Colorado Rapids. That is for sure. Uh, looking at the stats in this, fairly even on possession. It was 50 to 50 percent. I mean, 50.1 to 49.9, but uh, as even as you can get without it being an exact 50-50 match. Then you've got total shots 15 to 7 for LAFC. Shots on goal 7 to 1. There's your biggest difference. Seven shots on goal for LAFC. Only one for Colorado. Gave no trouble. No trouble to Max Crapeau in net for the LAFC side. LAFC look good, Colorado not so much, and this has been something we saw this week with the teams that were involved in CCL, uh, but I think that's it spreads deeper than that for, for Colorado. They did not have anything going on the attack. Very poor performance from the Colorado Rapids. Uh, but again, the CCL teams struggled this week, the ones that played in the midweek, and that brings up that big-time, you know, debate is is it worth having these MLS sides go after CCL because you basically concede the first few months of your MLS season and for a lot of teams that hole is just too big too much of a mountain to climb to uh, get back into it in the MLS season so Colorado hopefully they get things turned around soon LAFC what a victory Carlos Vela looked like his old old self and uh, I'm sure he's uh, he's back to form and when he is on form like that, he is definitely one of the best, if not the best players in Major League Soccer. All right, the next game that we did live was right after that LAFC Colorado game, FC Dallas against Toronto FC. This game, man, 
Dallas jumped out quickly in the ninth minute. Obreon gets the goal. It looked offside to me, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I There was a lot of VAR controversy in this matchup. Uh, when we watched it live, the first pass in to Areola was offside. Areola was clearly offside. And then the second pass was fine. The, the ball from Areola over to Obreon through the box was not offside. And uh, I thought when we was watching it live, nope, it's a good goal. But then they say, went to VAR because they originally called it offside. And then they go to VAR to overturn it, and they show the VAR screen with the ref in front of it, and you see that first ball in where Areola's clearly offside. But they overturned it anyway. What the hell was going on there? Whatever. It happened. It was a goal. Dallas gets out on top. Toronto FC comes back, gets the goal right before halftime. Jonathan Osorio, a great flick on by Jesus Jimenez, who played okay in his first MLS game for Toronto FC. And, uh, man, Jonathan Osorio cleaned it up, smashed it into the top portion of the net. And uh, TFC's back 1-1. Second half, lots of good chances. Uh, this was a game that TFC felt they should have gotten a better result from. Uh, you look at the stats in this one. Toronto FC, again, you can tell it's a work in progress with Bob Bradley. Uh, this team looked okay. Jaquiel Marshall-Ruddy, look out for that kid, man. He had a hell of a game. A man-of-the-match type performance for Jaquiel Marshall-Ruddy in his first game at that right back, right wing back position. Uh, possession was 57% to 43 for TFC. Total shots 13 to 8 for Dallas. Shots on goal 3-1 for Dallas. So that, that last touch up top was not quite there for Toronto FC. Jimenez played a lot of good hold-up play, um, played that number nine role well, but just could not get those shots on target. Uh, total passes, 598 to 465. Passing accuracy was better for TFC. This is a game that TFC was should have gotten more out of, uh, but both teams look like a bit of a work in progress. Dallas, I think they're going to be better, especially once Alan Velasco gets in. Toronto FC, of course, they've got the, uh, the Mimo Crescito coming from Genoa in March. Plus then, of course, Lorenzo Insigne, uh, which, speaking of which, Toronto FC fans, did you happen to see Lorenzo Insigne against Lazio in Syria yesterday as well? I believe it was on Sunday. Maybe it was on Saturday. I can't remember uh, exactly. But uh, Lorenzo Insigne with a beautiful goal in the run of play as well as a great assist. And uh, your your new star signing, Lorenzo Insigne, is, uh, is lighting it up in Syria right now. He seems to be scoring damn near every single match he is involved in. And uh, my God, what a uh, what a performance by him and by that Napoli team, which I am really pulling for them to win the Serie A Scudetto uh, for a huge, huge uh, bump to Lorenzo Insigne before he comes over to Toronto FC. Uh, so a little bit of Serie A news here on the MLS recap, but hey, big, big result for Toronto FC. A, a draw on the road in the first game, the home opener, is is fine by me. Totally fine by me, especially by with how they played. Now, moving on to the next one, Austin FC against Cincinnati. Austin with the smackdown. Oh, my God, I feel so bad for FC Cincinnati, man. These poor guys, this poor team. I feel bad for the fans. I really do. Austin with a huge victory, 5-0. It started out almost immediately with Cecilio Dominguez scoring in the second minute. Designated player Alexander Ring in the 14th, Druisi in the 43rd, Dominguez gets his second in the 61st, and then Alec Can with a horrid own goal for Cincinnati in stoppage time. Man, oh man, Cincinnati, what a mess. 
Brenner doesn't even see the field. This is supposedly one of the best signings in, in MLS last season. The man doesn't even get on the pitch. Uh, and two minutes in, just two minutes in, Cincinnati has sees a ball roll past about four defenders to the back post, and it's smashed home by Cecilio Dominguez. Very, very bad performance by Cincinnati, and uh, good God. I mean, from, from what I saw today, uh, it's going to be another long year for FC Cincinnati unless they figure things out very, very quickly. Now, Austin FC, are they that good? I mean, uh, or is Cincinnati just that bad? I think it's a combination of both. Austin at home is a totally different team than Austin on the road. Um, but their big guy, their big time players showed up. Cecilio Dominguez showed up. Their designated player, Alexander Ring, showed up. Druisi, same thing. So uh, Austin looked good uh, in this matchup with that five goal thriller there over Cincinnati. But dear Jesus, Cincinnati, look at these lineups, man. I mean, you look at that Cincinnati lineup, and that is trouble. Just huge, huge trouble for that lineup there. I mean, Alec can in goal. Can't you do a little bit better? I know they got Vermeer on the bench. Vermeer from LAFC, who just wasn't that good for LAFC. Wasn't that good for Cincinnati last year either. Gaddis comes out of retirement. Uh, Jeff Cameron, Blackett, Matarita at the back. And it just was a mess. I mean, Yaya Kubo, Luciano Acosta, Brandon Vasquez couldn't finish anything. This team is in serious, serious trouble. Now for Austin, Druisi and Maxi Arruti up top. The midfield looks strong with Dominguez, Ring, Pereira, and Fagundes. Uh, the back line, still going to need some work. That's for sure. They did get a clean sheet. Uh, Brad Stuver got, you know, got a clean sheet, and that defense got a clean sheet. But against Cincinnati, that's not that hard to do. So uh, overall, looking at the stats in this one, you've got Austin with 57% possession to Cincinnati's 43 Total shots 19 to 13, shots on goal 5 to 2. All five get past the keeper, Alec Can, uh, the backup with Atlanta for so long. And now he's starting with Cincinnati. Um, this was a blowout, ladies and gentlemen, a complete blowout. And God bless Cincinnati and their fans. God bless you. Now, another team, God bless the fans, but at least they're an expansion team. Charlotte, their first inaugural game, they lose to DC United 3 0 uh, at Audi Field in DC. Charlotte's home opener coming up next weekend against the LA Galaxy. Charlotte, a lot of work to do, ladies and gentlemen. They did get on the board first, but that goal got ruled off um, by uh, by VAR. But, uh, man, looking at the stats in this matchup, it was all DC. You got goals from Estrada, penalty kick, then Estrada again right before the uh, end of the first half, and Ola Kamara in the 65th possession was actually held by Charlotte. Total shots were tied at 11. Shots on goal. Charlotte had had one more shot on goal, 5-4. to four, But uh, D.C. gets three into the back of the net, and Charlotte could not seem to break through. Now, you look at Charlotte, this roster, they've got a lot of work to do. They have a few players that look pretty decent, um, but they've got a lot of work to do here, guys. Jalen Lindsey, Carujo, McCoon from Inter-Miami, Fuchs from, uh, from Leicester City, Mora at the back. I mean, decent. It's not horrible. Bronico, Franco, Jordi Reyna, and Gaines, the youngster from Austin FC. It's going to take some time for this Charlotte team. They do need some help. Ortiz up top, the number 10. Charlotte needs some help, ladies and gentlemen. It's still it's still a process with the expansion team. So it is what it is. But it'll be. I can't wait to watch them live against LA Galaxy next week. And speaking of which, 
Next week, we will be live for Charlotte FC's home opener, inaugural, inaugural home game against the LA Galaxy. Can't wait to watch this game and see Charlotte and watch a full 90 minutes of them to see exactly what they're working with and uh, and whatnot. So make sure you're with us Saturday afternoon for that game. It's going to be a lot of fun here on Sons of a Pitch Soccer Central. Now, DC United, uh, they get a good victory. They've, they they need some work as well. Gressel, uh, a good player, as well as uh, Edison Flores, Yao, Griffin Yao, the youngster up there, Estrada, the striker, two goals in this one. Still... A work in progress for uh, for DC, but uh, a good result. What they they're doing what they're supposed to do. They got to beat a team like Charlotte, especially at home, and they did. All right, next up, Inter Miami against the Chicago Fire. Inter Miami uh, and the Fire draw zero zero. Now this was not your typical zero zero type game. I watched this one on replay, and my God, the chances were a plenty for both sides. Miami looked strong. Chicago had some great chances. And uh, looking at the lineups here, I mean, we had posts all over the place in this game. There must have been at least five or six posts and crossbars by both sides. Uh, Shabilko looked decent for the fire. Shakiri in his debut, not much from him. But again, he's going to take time to get into the league in MLS. You always see that happen. Um, Gonzalo Higuain looked decent in the 10 roll, but he was still up front. And uh, man, Leonardo... Campania, the kid who's on loan from Wolves. Uh, I hope his finishing gets better. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. He had lots and lots of chances for Inter-Miami. Could not bag him. Just couldn't hit the back of the net. And uh, a great performance by Gagas Lanina, the young superstar keeper coming up through the fire system and uh, USMNT as well. But... Uh, Overall, this was a very exciting game. And John Donovan, who is uh, who is a sponsor here with the channel, was at the game. And uh, so on the podcast side, which leading into it, I'll let him take it away on the podcast side. We're going to take our sponsor break here on the YouTube side. And uh, John will give us a good breakdown of the uh, Chicago Fire and Inter-Miami match that he attended in person on the podcast side. So if you haven't downloaded the podcast episode yet, listen to it. It's good stuff, especially if you're a Fire or an Inter-Miami fan. All right, sponsor break. Here we go. This MLS Weekly Recap is sponsored by Skira, Icelandic spring water, available at your local 7-Eleven. Icelandic for clear, Skira water comes from a spring in a nature preserve in Iceland with naturally low mineral content. This isn't your average water. Clearly, yes, pun intended, it's one of the best. Get some Skira today at your local 7-Eleven. And now it's time for our weekly Chicago Fire update brought to you by John Donovan. Take it away, John. Mike, John Donovan here. I'm still in Florida getting ready to get my flight back. Last night, Mike, was an environment at the Miami game that uh, reminded me in Portland, to tell you the truth, the stadium was crowded, the fans were excited, it, um, the team, I, I really felt that both teams played pretty well. It was exciting. It was a very exciting game. Um, the introduction of Shakira into the lineup was good. Um, you know, you can see where his quality is. He has some of the quickest initial moves. I mean, the moves he's got in the box are incredible. His first one or two steps are lightning quick, and he's got a shot with his left foot that's a rocket. 
Um, as the game went on and he would receive fouls, he, it took him longer and longer to get up. I, I think that Ezra should have probably pulled him out uh, around the 65th minute. Um, you don't want to risk this guy because he really is a good player. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, I, I, the game and the team, the, the surprise substitutions was Tehran was not in uniform. Um, and Olmsberg played, and he played a good game. I mean, he had to mark Iguain, who, what, four years ago was playing or three years ago was playing for Real Madrid, and he was playing for Dartmouth. So there's a huge uh, difference. I thought he played pretty well. Um, two other guys that played it really well in the game was uh, Miguel Nevarra from Venezuela. He has improved tremendously. Offense and defense. I mean, the kid played a game of his life last night. One play, he went all the way over to the other side of the field to get um, a winger that was obviously open, and the ball was coming to him, and out of no place, Navarro came in. So there's a couple of guys that I'd really like to say they stood out, and two of them are Pineda and Navarro, and obviously Slonina played a beautiful game. He had a little bit of luck. There's no doubt about it. Um, uh, Miami had a couple of shots that went wide, but so did the fire. Ivanov missed by inches two shots. Um, you know, the, the, the game was good. I mean, if I have a negative aspect of the game, it was Jimenez. I mean, he started out lightning, and then is the really at the end of the first half, he looked tired. And they, he's one of our DPs now, and they subbed him out. Um, they subbed him out about 63rd minute of the game. Um, and, and pulled him out for Brian Gonzalez, who, no, I'm sorry, for Federico um, Navarro, who should be playing. Um, Federico Navarro is a lightning bolt on the field. So when you have Pineda and Navarro, they're young, they're fast, they're, their endurance is tremendous. Um, you know, it was an interesting game. The final, like, 20 minutes they put in Duran from, um, from Colombia. Um, He's a tough player. He's a shooter, um, strong guy. I mean, it was his first MLS appearance. I think he was a little bit shocked at some of the, uh, um, the vi not the violence, but the, the roughness of the game. But he, he seemed to adapt very quickly. I said in one of our podcasts he had 12 yellow cards in, in something like 12 game, or 20 games, and he got one last night, a real stupid yellow card. He put the ball down and kicked it away, and the referee just kind of looked at him like, what are you doing? You know, a very stupid, stupid move. Um, Shabilko, you know, I, I was trying to grade these guys a little bit. I, I don't think I'd give Shabilko. I mean, he played the whole game much more than a C and a half. He, he, um, he didn't win many he headers, although he's six foot four. And at the end of the game, he was really having a hard time keeping up with the play. Um, he had one good shot from across from Ivanov. And, um, you know, Iva from Shabilko to Ivanov, I, I, um, Ivanov played a decent game. He had probably the two closest shots to goal. I mean, his shots were just outside of goal. But when the, um, the new signing of the boy from Mexico comes in, I would suspect he's going to start right away. Ivanov's speed is just not there. I mean, he would have clean breakaways, and by the time he was uh, 20 feet from the goal, the Miami uh, defender had caught up to him. So 
you really need that breakaway speed to open up that field. And Ivanov, although a decent player, um, seemed to fit in the mix. His speed just wasn't there for a young player. You know, you had young players, uh, Pineda, Navarro, they played tremendously. Slonina in goal, you can't see his speed, but he was very quick with his hands, very good goalie. And then Ivanov, who's only, I think he's a young man, 21, 22, and he just didn't seem to have that speed that they need to break apart teams. So overall, you know, oh, one other player, Sejnov, um, speed a little bit low, but knowledge of the game is there. I mean, he there's such a difference from this year and last year. Every time he got the ball, he just seemed to know where the ball had to go in the next move. Uh, very clever guy, really good guy to have in that in that middle situation. So overall, the team played well. I know that people think Miami was somewhat weak, but they're not. They're going. They're not going to be a last place team this year. Um, potentially, both those teams playing last night could make the playoffs. So great game, great crowd, really interesting play. Um, I think that they deserved a tie because both teams had very close opportunities to the goal, but uh, didn't score. So I love coming down here. Um, if you ever have a chance to go to a away game, give it a shot. It's a lot of fun. Take care, Mike. Thanks for that Chicago Fire update, John. We'll talk to you next week. All right, big shout-out to our sponsors on the podcast side and the sponsor of this weekly recap, Skira. Icelandic water, guys. Go get some Skira at your local 7-Eleven today, tomorrow, the next day. That's the best bottled water you can get. You can get it at your local 7-Eleven here in the United States. All right, now, moving on to the next game, New York Red Bulls against San Jose Earthquakes. The Red Bulls, a huge opening day victory. Red Bull Insiders happy. Red Bull Insider was at the game, traveled out to San Jose, and uh, absolutely ecstatic with that result, I am sure. 3-1 victory over the Quakes. Goals from Klimala, Omir Fernandez, and Barlow for the Red Bulls. And then you've got San Jose, a flicked-on header from a free kick from Espinosa by Chofis Lopez, probably the best player on the San Jose Earthquakes. Man, what trouble in San Jose. Matias Almeida, great coach, but he's not doing the job there in San Jose. It's clear he wants to get out of there. Um, I don't know why the San Jose ownership is not just canning him and getting it done and moving on. He's done nothing but complain about the talent that he has on his team. He's not getting the financial backing from ownership. He's not going to get it. So, uh, you know, Bring somebody in that's going to uh, that's going to put forth the effort because Almeida certainly is like a lost soul out there. But this game, I want to talk mostly about the Red Bulls. Great performance by them. The first half was pretty dull. It was 0-0 uh, until Klamala broke through right before the half. And uh, fairly even game there, but the Red Bulls then took over in the second half. Looking at the stats of this matchup, San Jose. Big time possession, but that's what they do, right? That is that is the San Jose MO. 69% to 31%, but total shots 18 to 12 for New York Red Bulls. Shots on goal, 7 to 2 for the Red Bulls. How does a team with 31% possession outshoot you 18 to 12 and then 7 to 2 with shots on goal? That's a mess. That's a big problem for the San Jose Earthquakes. Uh, so Red Bulls, though, they get it done. They get it done. They they took advantage of their chances. 
and uh, ended up with the full three points on the road against San Jose. Great result for them as they try to make a run at the Eastern Conference playoffs this season. All right, moving along, Portland Timbers at home against the New England Revolution. Portland Timbers with goals by Daron Aspria as well as Jimmy Chara. And the New England Revolution with goals from Brandon Bay and who else but Sebastian Legette Du Bois gets a goal in his Revs debut. And it's a 2-2 draw. A good performance. A great game to watch. This was a lot of fun to watch. What a goal by Jimmy Chara. The bicycle kick. What an amazing, amazing goal. Had all the time in the world in front of goal. And he did not, did not, uh, it, it did not fail on that one. It was a beautiful attempt by Jimmy Chara, and he bagged it. Uh, Sebastian Blanco got into the game for the Portland Timbers. Those kits looked fire. Uh, New England Revolution, though, they pull off a draw on the road. Good result for the New England Revolution uh, as, you know, you can't can't be upset with taking a point at Portland. So Josie Altidore makes his debut for the Revs. Uh, Didn't get hurt, so that's a positive for the Revs and for Josie Altidore. Uh, But man, a 2-2 draw in this one. Great game to watch. If uh, if you didn't watch it, go watch the highlights of it. A lot of, lot of fun in this one. Uh, total stats, Portland with 55% possession to New England's 45. Then you've got total shots, 17-16. Shots on goal, 7-5 for New England. Block shots, 6-3 for Portland. Total passes, 496 to 390. Very similar to that possession number as well. The passing accuracy was a little bit weak for New England. They're usually a little bit better than that. But uh, overall, a good game for both sides. And uh, Portland probably wanting a little bit more out of it, though, being that they were at home. But, man, those 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 Timbers kits, I love them. I love them a lot. I, they cemented my number one ranking in that kit video, kit rankings video there. So make sure you all check out that one if you haven't yet. But uh, looking at the lineups for these teams, obviously uh, Nizgoda in goal or in goal up front with Jimmy Chara for Portland and uh, Darren Espria on the wings. Moreno, Moreno had a game, nah, not that great of a game, but uh, overall a uh, a nice performance by both squads. Buxa, Bo, and Gill, uh, Carlos Hill on uh, uh, that attack for the Revs. It's, that's going to produce this season. They they did move a few pieces around, uh, and they're going to need a little bit of help at the back. Omar Gonzalez starting is not who you want starting. I would put him in as kind of a backup there. But uh, overall, uh, you know, strong, strong performance by the Revs to get that point on the road there against the Portland Timbers. All right, next up on Sunday, we had Orlando City up against CF Montreal. And how do you go and beat Santos Laguna 3-0 midweek and then go to Orlando and get blown out by Orlando City? I don't understand how that happened. I really don't. Orlando gets goals from Pato and Michelle and uh, a red card to Jansen in the the 81st minute. Montreal, a red card to Romel Kyoto in the 66th. And uh, that was it at that point. Once it was 2-0 Orlando, Montreal went down a man. That was the end of this match. Uh, Orlando City, they look good at home. They they did. They uh, I was surprised. That, that new look attack. If Pato can perform, that's the key to Orlando's season. If Pato can score 12 to 15 goals this season for Orlando, then Orlando will be a team to reckon with in the Eastern Conference. If he cannot then uh, Orlando is going to struggle, that's for sure. So possession, damn near dead even, 51-49 for Montreal. Total shots, eight apiece. Shots on goal, three 
for Orlando, two for Montreal. Uh, very even game stats-wise, but man, Orlando gets the victory. Big-time victory over Montreal there. 2-0 at home to start their season. And good Lord, this is what we're talking about with these with these these CCL sides. All right, these teams that rocked it out in CCL struggled this weekend. Why is that? Well, I have some ideas. It's because there's not enough depth for these MLS teams. Based on the salary cap restrictions that are in place with MLS, they can't seem to get it done when you're playing multiple competitions. And you know what? MLS is going to have to figure something out here because this can't continue. If you want teams to take CCL seriously, if you want teams to take the start of the MLS season seriously, you're going to have to figure it out, MLS. So uh, get on it. Increase that damn salary cap. Let's get moving. None of this little small increases here and there. Get it done, MLS. I'm looking at you. All right, next up, Atlanta United and Sporting Kansas City. A blowout. For the Atlanta United Five Stripes, get it done at home against a good SKC team, but not very good SKC team. Goals by Luis Arajo in the uh, Arojo in the 20th minute. Dom Dwyer gets a goal. Are you kidding me? Dom Dwyer? The man couldn't even sniff the net for TFC in his season with TFC, and he gets a goal in his debut for Atlanta United. Wiley with a goal in the 89th minute, and then Daniel Shallowy. Gets a goal for Kansas City in the 85th. Man, Atlanta looked strong. And uh, Sporting Kansas City, not so much. Looking at the stats, SKC held possession 56-44. Total shots 14-12 for SKC, but shots on goal 6-2 for Atlanta. That was the story of the game. Atlanta put more pressure on the net than Sporting Kansas City did. Um, and, man, Atlanta... I like what I saw there out of Pineda and uh, and that team. So it's going to be a, a fun team to watch this season for sure. Atlanta, their lineup, they had uh, Martinez back up top by himself there. Araujo, Araujo uh, Wolf, Sajid, Sadic, uh, as well as Ozzy Alonso, Rosetto. Uh, the, the back line looks strong. Miles Robinson, Campbell, Gutman, Hernandez. Uh, and you got, uh, you know, you got some pieces there as well. And uh, Moreno on the bench as well. You got Tiago Almada coming in. Atlanta's going to be a team to reckon with, ladies and gentlemen. So do not take them lightly at all. Good performance by them and a strong three points to start their season. Next up, LA Galaxy against New York City. This was the game we did live on Sunday. What a fun game it was. Uh, a bit of a snoozer for portions of this game. But LA Galaxy through Chicharito in the 90th minute gets the goal. And New York City takes the L on opening day after huge, huge, strong performances against Santos de Guadapile in the CCL. And again, here we go. We're talking about it again. CCL team doesn't show up on week one of the MLS season. New York City looked bad. They looked very bad in this game. They had their moments. Uh, they did have a few moments of brilliance. I did love the new kits. The Volt kit looked really nice, but uh, just was not quite strong enough uh, in, in this game. Uh, they, the LA Galaxy kind of controlled a large a large portion of this game. And then Chicharito, who else? Chicharito gets it done, scores the goal right in the 90th minute. And uh, boom, New York City takes the L. And uh, the Galaxy get the start they needed. Stats in this one, 54% possession for LA Galaxy. 46%, 54% to 46%. Total shots 15 to 9. Shots on goal 6 to 1. There's your big difference. LA Galaxy was putting shots on Sean Johnson's net. 
NYCFC was not. Uh, total passes fairly even. Uh, corner kicks, 7-5 to five for the Galaxy. And uh, that was the, the story of the game was New York City couldn't put enough pro, uh, pressure on that L.A. Galaxy net on Jonathan Bond. And uh, the defense for the Galaxy looks strong. Good performance by Marky Delgado as well in the midfield for the Galaxy. And uh, the Galaxy looked okay. So we'll see how their, uh, how their season continues here because uh, they're pushing to be one of those playoff teams in the Western Conference. Now, speaking of this game, we had our all-star member, Jose Gonzalez, in the house at this one. Jose sent us over some pictures from the game. Here he is up in the grass, in the stands. Awesome, awesome shots, Jose. So there you go. Those are some live pictures from Dignity Health Sports Park and Jose Gonzalez, who traveled to the LA Galaxy game. Diehard LA Galaxy fan. Love it, Jose. Thank you, sir. Much appreciated for sending over the photos. And uh, now, we, uh, now, now we'll see how your Galaxy will do. All right, next up, here's the next picture. Chicharito during the, uh, during the intros there and the, uh, the lineup announcement at the stadium. Fitting that he would get the last goal. And then, of course, some of the atmosphere. Some awesome shots in the concourse as well as looks like some damn good food, man. I'm hungry this morning while I'm recording this. It's almost lunchtime. So uh, I think I might have to go make myself some hot dogs or some Polish sausages or something on the grill because that looks amazing. Anyways, big shout out, Jose Gonzalez, all-star member, sending us that uh, these photos. Glad your team pulled off the victory there on that game you traveled to. What a game to travel to, my man. Very, very cool. All right, two games left to talk about. Houston and RSL. This game was a complete snoozer. 0-0 draw. I'm not even going to go into depth here. Both teams, they got a lot of work to do. RSL, Anderson Julio, I can't. I want to see him play the full season. I'm excited to see what he can do with Krylak, Bobby Wood. Uh, but RSL, they're going to need to get a little bit better. Same thing, Houston, work in progress. They've made a few signings in the offseason. But a pretty poor performance overall. Boring game. And, uh, man, we had... Uh, when you got Griffin Dorsey starting for you, that's a struggle. Uh, Griffin Dorsey was a draft pick by Toronto FC and could not get any time for the first team. Very rarely played for TFC. And he's a starter for the Dynamo. Enough said. All right, last game of the weekend. Seattle Sounders, Nashville SC. My pick to represent the Western Conference in MLS Cup Final. Nashville goes to Seattle and gets the away win at Lumen Field. 1-0. Anibal Godoy with the goal in the 80th minute. This was a really, really good game between these two sides. Two of your best teams in the Western Conference. At least I think so. And a lot of people do as well. But Nashville, what a performance for them to get a big win at Seattle, and again, here we are, ladies and gentlemen, another team in CCL that struggled in op opening weekend of MLS. Total possession, 57, well, 58 to 42 for Seattle. Total shots, 10 apiece. Shots on goal, 4-2 for Nashville. Uh, Nashville, Anibal Godoy with a, uh, a great goal there in the 80th minute. Real defensive laps for the Sounders there at that point. But uh, Nashville, what can you say? Great, great performance by them. And uh, if you're a Nashville fan, be happy because uh, this team is very, very good. Gary Smith knows how to win ball games. This team knows how to win ball games. They know how to draw a lot of games as well. Uh, I can't wait to watch Nashville this season. Great performance by then, by them. Lots of fun this weekend in MLS. Lots of great, great games. And uh, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There is our weekly recap for MLS Week One. 
Thank you so much for watching. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button as well if you have not done so already. Turn on that bell so you don't miss any of our awesome soccer content, whether it's these weekly recaps, picks and predictions, live stream reactions, FIFA 22 videos, and don't forget, make sure you're with us on Saturday. Charlotte FC's inaugural home game against the LA Galaxy will be live right here on Sons of a Pitch Soccer on YouTube. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, get in on our Super Chat raffle, everybody. we got 17 entries in already. One winner at the end of the season. Somebody's going to win an MLS jersey of their choice plus a $50 Amazon gift card. Every $5 worth of Super Chats or Super Thanks gets you one entry. So, example, if you send $10 worth of Super Chats, you're going to get two entries in for the Super Chat raffle at the end of the season. Thanks for watching, everybody. You guys have a great rest of your week. We'll see you tomorrow on Picks and Predictions. Got to start doing my research now, and uh, we'll have that launched out for you tomorrow. See you guys later. Have a great rest of your week. Peace.